Hilchus Nachlas, the laws of inheritance, chapter 6. This chapter contains 13 halachas, and it deals with cases of people who wish to leave their property to people other than those whom the Torah provided for, for the inheritance. Halacha Aleph, Ein Odom, a person cannot leave his property over as an inheritance to an heir who is not eligible to inherit him. Nor can he remove the inheritance from a person who is eligible to inherit. He cannot disinherit an eligible heir. And even though this is money, it is property that he is transferring and the Torah does recognize that pers- that people can stipulate concerning money and they can make conditions and stipulations about the transfer of their property other than what the Torah has provided and such stipulations are recognized by the Torah in cases of money transfers. However, in this case, in the case of inheritance, the Torah does not recognize the stipulations. Because in the section of the Torah that deals with inheritance, the Torah says, This shall be to the children of Israel as a law and a statute. This teaches us that this statute is not to be changed. And a stipulation or condition will have no effect concerning an inheritance. And the, this rule that you cannot make stipulations, it does not matter what sort of person made the stipulation, regardless of whether he gave this order when he was healthy, or if he was sick and on his deathbed. And regardless of whether he made the stipulation orally or he made it in writing, in all these cases his stipulation is of no effect. For this reason, if someone says, This particular person who is my firstborn son, is not to take a double share in my inheritance. This particular person, who is my son, should not take a share of the inheritance together with his brothers. He has not said anything that is of avail, because he is stipulating against the proper order of inheritance that the Torah has provided. If he says, this, this particular person should inherit my property, in a case where he left over no sons to inherit him, he says, he names a stranger and says he is to inherit my property, when in fact he has a daughter who stands to inherit. He says, my daughter should inherit my property. In a case where he has a son, and we have learned that when there is a son, daughters do not inherit. In all of these cases, what he says is worthless. So the law is in any similar situation. 
However, if he had many heirs, for example, if he had many sons, or his brothers were inheriting him, and he had many brothers, or his daughters were inheriting him, and he had many daughters, and while he was sick, he said, he said, for instance, if his brothers were to inherit him, he said, a particular brother should inherit me from among all my brothers. I leave the property to one particular brother. Or he was leaving property to his daughters because he had no sons. And he said, one particular daughter from among all my daughters should inherit all the property. Then his words are effective, and we do as he says. Regardless of whether he said this verbally, or whether he wrote it in writing. However, if he said, So-and-so who is my son should inherit me, solely, he himself, that is, he had several sons, and he said, this particular son should inherit all my property. This is different from a case where he mentioned a single one of other relatives to inherit. In this case, where he singles out one son from among all his sons, im Omar al-peh, if he said it verbally, dvar of kayomim, then his words are effective, and that particular son inherits. Avalim Kosav Kol Nechosav Livnoi. However, if he wrote in writing and transferred all his property to this one son as an inheritance, Loi Oso Elo Apetropis. Then all the sons inherit equally, and we interpret his actions in transferring it to this one particular son, that this one son is inheriting it all as a guardian for all the other brothers. And in fact, all of them are to share equally. As we have already stated this in Hilchas Momatona in chapter 6. If a person said, A certain son of mine, this particular son, should inherit half my property, and the rest of my sons, they should share the other half. His words are effective, and we follow what he says. However, if he said, The firstborn son should inherit only a single share, just like an ordinary son. Or if he said, He should not inherit a double share with his brothers. In other words, he should not inherit any of that double share among his brothers, he has not said anything, his words are of no avail. Shenemar, because the Torah provides in the Pesach, He is not permitted to treat the son of his beloved wife, who is not a Bechor, to treat him as a Bechor, before the son of the despised wife who is a Bechor. Because he must recognize only the Bechor, even if the Bechor is the son of a despised wife. If the person who is making this will was healthy, till now, the cases where we said that he can make changes in the order of inheritance, we're talking only if he was sick. If he was healthy, he is not permitted to add to the proper share of any heir or to 
detract from the proper share of any heir. Not to a firstborn son, nor to any other son or any other person who stands to inherit him. When do we apply all these rules that we have mentioned that he cannot change the ordinary uh, rules of inheritance? Kisha Omar Beloshin Yerusha. When he commanded this change to be made using the term inheritance. Avalim Nosan Matona. However, if he gave it as a gift, Dvoruf Kayomim, then his words are effective and whatever he has given uh, is transferred. Therefore, someone who was verbally giving orders about distributing his property, Levonov to his sons, when he is sick and he's about to die, if he gave one more than his proper share, or he gave another one less than his proper share, or he gave the Bechor an equal share with the brothers rather than a double share, Dvarov Chayamim, his words are effective, and we do as he says, since he is giving it as a gift. Viv Oma Meshum Yerusha, however, if he said that this is to be done as an inheritance, Loy Oma Klub, then his words are not effective, and he has said nothing, because he cannot change the order of inheritance. Halochevov Kosav, if he wrote in the document, Bein Batchila, Bein Beemsa, Bein Basov, either at the beginning, or in the middle, or at the end, Mishum Matona, that this is a gift, even though he also used the term inheritance at the beginning or at the end, his words are effective and it is as a gift and it is to be given as he said. Ketzad, for example, if he wrote, this particular field should be given to this particular son of mine, he used the word given, and he shall inherit it. Oisha Omar, or if he said, Yiroshena, he shall inherit it, Vitinosen Loi, and it should be given to him, Yiroshena, and he should inherit it. Oi, or if he said, Yiroshena, he should inherit it, Vitinosen Loi, and it should be given to him. In all of these cases, even though he used the word inheritance, and in some of these cases he has used the word inheritance twice, nevertheless, Oil Vayesham Loshin Matona, since in all these cases, he did use the word gift also. Even though he mentioned inheritance before the gift and after the gift, and he only sandwiched the word gift in between two terms of inheritance, nevertheless, since he used the word gift somewhere in that will and testament, uh, his words are effective, and it is to be given as he commanded. Similarly, if we're dealing not with one person and one uh, field, but there were three fields, and he's distributing the three fields to three different heirs. And he said, This person should inherit this field. And the second person should inherit the, should be given this second field. And this third person should be give, should inherit this third field. So the first person and the third person, he used only the word inherit. The middle person, he used the word give. Nevertheless, all three of them 
take possession of what has been given to them. And even though the one uh, to whom he said it should be inherited is a different person from the one whom he said it should be given as a gift, nevertheless, uh, it's all treated as one statement, and since that statement contains the word gift, the entire statement is effective. But only if he did not stop in between and divide it physically into three separate statements by stopping and interrupting in between the statements for the time that it takes a student to greet his Rebbe. However, if he did interrupt in between, then then the word gift has to be mentioned in each one of the three heirs. Halacha Zayin Ketzad, for example, of this rule that we learned uh, in the previous halacha, im ha'yaloshna if the word gift was given to the middle person, yoimar, he has to say, ploini uploini, yeshushada ploini uploini. This person and this person should inherit this field and this field. Shenisatim lahem, which I have given them to them, vimatona as a gift, v'yiroshim, and they should inherit them. Or if he wants to use the word gift, not in the middle, but at the beginning, Yoimar, he has to say, May this field and this field be given to this person and this person, and may they inherit them. Or if he's using the word, word gift at the end, Yoimar, he has to say, Yirash, ploini, ploini, sade, ploini, ploini. This person and this person should inherit this field and this field, Shanisatim lohem b'matana, which I have given to them as gifts. Halochaches, Yerushas habal, the inheritance of a husband, which we learned that a husband, by rabbinical decree, inherits his wife's property if she died while they were still married and while he was still living. Even though this inheritance is only by rabbinical decree and not uh, under the same strictness as the Torah law which specifies that you cannot change the order of inheritance, Nevertheless, also chizuk the rabbis have strengthened their decree, kishel and made it as strong as the words of the Torah itself. And therefore, ve'enat the stipulations and conditions have no effect in this inheritance either. unless he made the stipulation with her before the nisuin took place, while she was only betrothed by kedushin, as we have stated previously in Hilchas Ishus in chapter 23. A goy inherits his father uh, by Torah law. However, all other uh, inheritance that they inherit it does not have the strictness of Torah law. That is, if there's no son there, and they're following some other order of inheritance, other relatives are to inherit the deceased. This is left over as an inheritance according to the customs that they themselves have established, and therefore it does not have the severity and strictness of the laws of the Torah. A convert, a goy who converted to Judaism, he does not inherit his, his Gentile father, except by rabbinical decree, but by Torah law, he is no longer to be considered the son of this father. 
Midivrehem, Tiknuloi Shayirash Kishahoya. By rabbinical decree, they have uh, decreed that he should uh, continue to inherit his father as he did before, as he would have before he converted. Because if it turns out that when he was a goy, he could have inherited the father, and now the fa- he has converted to Judaism, and the father died and left over a larger sum of money, and you say, now that you converted to Judaism, you cannot inherit it, he will give up his Judaism and return to his previous idol-worshipping religion, and therefore they decree that he should inherit. The Yeroeli, the Rambam says, it is my opinion, that since this is only by rabbinical decree, and in fact, he is not a real heir here, that a stipulation can be made about such inheritance. Since, if the father, who is still a goy, the father is not required to abide by the rabbinical decrees. If the father converted to Judaism and he had a son who was still a goy, the goy cannot inherit his father who converted to Judaism. Nor can a convert inherit another convert. That is, if the father and the son each converted, the son cannot inherit the father. These cases they cannot inherit neither by Torah law, nor by rabbinical decree. Anyone who gives his property as a gift to someone else, (coughs) under the conditions that we mentioned earlier in this chapter, that one can do such a thing, even though he can do it, and he disinherited the proper heirs, even if he did it as a punishment for the heirs, because the heirs were not behaving properly, nevertheless, the rabbis frown on such conduct, on a person disinheriting his legitimate heirs, Nevertheless, these strangers who, to whom he gave his property as a gift do acquire it as a, a possession. The Rambam says that it is a midas chsidis, that is, it is the conduct of people who do more than what the law strictly requires of them. That a person who is a chosid and wants to do the proper thing more than the law requires, he should not serve as a witness in a will, a testament document, which is to be used for disinheriting a legitimate heir of his legitimate inheritance. Even if the it's a son who is misbehaving and he is being disinherited in favor of another son who is a chacham, who is a Torah scholar and is behaving properly. Nevertheless, a person who wants to be a chosid should not be a witness to such a transaction. Halacha yud beis, Yisroel Shehemir, a Jew who has abandoned the Jewish religion and is worshipping idols, he nevertheless continues to inherit his relatives who are proper Jews, as he did previously. What we just stated is strictly according to the law of the Torah. However, as in all cases, Bezdin has the right to punish him, and if Bezdin sees fit, 
to confiscate all his money, and to fine him and punish him, and disinherit him and say he may not inherit, in order not to lend support to sinners, Bezdin may do so. However, they, can, they do not totally disinherit him. If this son who was uh, worshipping idols and had abandoned the Jewish religion, if, he, if we don't make believe that he's not here altogether and just give it to his brothers, if he had sons who were Jews and behaving properly, then the uh, inheritance of their father who worships idols should be given to them. And so, it has always been the custom in the western countries, that means uh, the countries of Spain, the sages have commanded that a person should not make, while he is living, any distinction in the way he treats one son among his other sons. That is, he should not treat one son any differently from all the others. Even, now when we're not talking about in disinheriting a son from a large amount of property, or giving a son an extra large amount of property, even when we're talking about a trifle, a small thing, he should make, not even in trifles, a distinction between his sons. So that they shall not come to strife and jealousy. As we found with the brothers of Yosef, who were at strife and jealousy with Yosef, over a small matter, over an extra coat that his father gave him.